0: To be honest with you, I had this burning desire to to bring out Nigeria. So what do I mean by that? you know I just I stumbled on what you do and I was quite impressed that I sat down to to send you an email right yeah. because, because i didn't know i didn't know about you nobody told me about you It were just something like you know I just stumbled out, so mm. it shouldn't be like that for for it's some for, for somebody like you in the community i know I know you're relatively young compared to me you know uh, you know but but when I think about what you have already accomplished and and what you can and, and and I hope you do accomplish for the community how you can how you can highlight things events problems issues and you know in the community and, and allow us to talk about it. Not, not in a judgmental way, but just in an open, honest way, selfless way, yeah. and if it, you know, try to come up with solutions. That is admirable. I have to tell you that. That is just amazing. So, thank I'm, you. I'm a, no, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm, thank I'm a, you, sir. <laughs> So, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to stay, I'm going to stay and fortune. mind. Thank I actually, you. I actually went ahead and set up a Google alert, so anytime, anytime your name pops up, I'm, I'm probably no.
1: Gonna... Thank. I mean, this is what I do as well for other people. So, thanks. For... <laughs> that's for giving me some great. i is really i'm really honored for someone as well accomplished as yours with you know your media experience and all of that to give you that kind of feedback i am soaking in uh, every out of it i'm mopping it you. Want, thank yes. you i'm it all in thank you so much you. hey there welcome to the more civil podcast my name is mo I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you'll find these stories inspiring. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. I have a guest, of course I have to have a guest on the show to say I have a guest. And I will say that I'm really in awe of how they found me and we'll, you know, get into that beat, beat. but his name is Mr. Felix Ophiwe. He's a publisher and um, editor. And before he relocated to the U.S., he was a reporter with a major news authority NTA, National Nigerian Television Authority in Benin City, he also served as a reporter for the Guardian Express and the Punch Newspapers, And these are very um well established media houses in Nigeria. And since his arrival in the US, he's written for different columns in Houston. And him and his wife out of a burden out of a yeah, out of a burden to provide community for Nigerians in diaspora. They started the website or the organization, the Nigerian community, called the Nigerian community. And according to them, they want to help Nigerians living in the U.S. know what is happening around them so they can make the right decisions every day. So everyone, join me in welcoming Mr. Felix to the show. Hello, sir.
0: How you doing? Thank you, Mo, for having me.
1: Thank you for being here, and thanks for finding me. So you found a video that I had done with... Um, Professor Omez on the Nigerian um, passport intervention exercise and the extortion. And yes, you sent me an email. You filled me contacts from my website, and then you did one better. You sent me an email and then you added your bio and your picture there. So thank you so much for being very diligent. That's I like when guests do that.
0: <laughs> thank you much. Thank you so much. All right.
1: So I guess first things first. Can you just Tell us a little bit more about yourself, especially your childhood growing up in Nigeria, in a few words, and when you moved to the U.S., and what um, motivated you to make that move from Nigeria to the U.S.?
0: Well, uh, again, like I said, thank you so much for having me. Um, In Nigeria, actually, I grew up in a polygamous home. Uh, Mm -hmm. On on my mother's side, they had three kids, and I happened to be the youngest, and you know, my life has always been that of curiosity. I've always been one of those people that uh, I want to know things. And, yeah. and I remember that years ago, one day, you know, watching television and seeing these, seeing these people all bright and reading the news and just you know doing what I thought was fun. And I remember asking my brother, "How do you, how do you get to do that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> this time I was in the village. I was like probably about I don't know uh, ten years old, and he says, uh, "Well, you have to become a journalist." And I thought, mm-hmm. a "Journalist? What is that?" He said, "Well, they go to school, and and you know, after they most of them, after they graduate, then they go and get a job." So I said, "Okay, what do I need to study to be a journalist?" And that was how the curiosity, you know. Began and that that was how I ended up being a journalist. Like you did say um, during your introduction, I my journalism career began began with NTA Nigerian Television Authority. Yeah. In Benin, I was there for a little bit, and you know it's very funny. I found out pretty quickly that I uh, I didn't like being in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I found out. I pretty, found that funny. Yeah, I, know. I, I found out pretty quickly. That anonymity you know is is you know you actually while also having influence is, is what I actually craved. I wanted to be able to influence people's opinion, enhance it in a way if it was possible, without actually being in front of them, so that was what uh, made me leave the n t a and then uh, went to a newspaper and also to, quite frankly, I realized that i was i thought I was a uh, a good writer and and I would make a good reporter. And I went to Garden Express, it was a Guardian, obviously is a huge organization yeah. Yeah. So in in Lagos, so I went to the evening the edition called Garden Express, and then from there I went to the Punch. And I rose pretty quickly in the Punch actually, at the age of 22, I was a deputy sports editor. So, uh, uh, yeah, and that's what I did, I mean Punch, today, actually for those, if you're Nigerian, you know you know what I'm talking about, but today PUNCH is, is the largest uh, newspaper organization in Nigeria so yeah. it's yeah. the most uh, highly respected and and one thing p- people know PUNCH for is that they tend to be counter government meaning, meaning any way they can do anything to piss the government off if that, if that means telling the truth they do that all the time so I had a great time working with the PUNCH but eventually though all of that love for you know, chasing the news and all that, you know, wore off. And I decided uh, it was time to come to the United States. And in 1990, I came to the United States in 1990. I came in here with my wife. And since then I've been here, I've uh, written for a few uh, news organizations here, essentially mostly at the local organizations here like uh, African News World, African World News, excuse me. Yeah. And, then, and then eventually I decided to start my own newspaper, African American Focus, which I published here for nearly five years. And then I decided to shut it down. But but again, that journalist in me never really died. So, you know, the biggest issue we had that, that, that I did recognize was the fact that as a Nigerian in the United States, one of the biggest problems we had was, the uh, the inability to uh, you know to know what is going on around me there, there's just there was just no no consistent way there was no place I thought I could go to to get the information that I needed you know who's having a party you know what is uh, what is going on in our community and that's what led my wife and I you know to say you know what perhaps there's a reason we're here and and if if we if we do this, if we started this, uh, this company and this news website and it helps the community, you know, and, uh, you know, we would have done our jobs. So that's, mm. what, we, that's what we did. We started that in Nigerian community, essentially to help the community, to be a forum where if you have any news item that you, you want to, you know, you want to uh, make sure that the communities are aware of, you send it in, we'll post it for you, you know, there's no cost. It's not not a a reason we didn't call it the Nigerian Community News because it's not a a, a news website per se. It's more of a community website where if you want to know what is going on in the community, that's where we want you to come. If you're looking for breaking news, I mean, there are other larger organizations that you can go, but if it has to do with the Nigerian community, this is where we want you to come to know what is going on. Yes.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: And um, so, you currently live in Houston, Texas, it seems. Yeah, I live in uh, Fresno, Fresno, Texas. Oh, Fresno, Houston. Texas. Yeah, okay. It's a suburb of Houston, Texas.
1: Yes. Yeah. I can't really remember what 1990 was like because uh, I was still quite young then. <laughs> but what was your um, like your first impression? when you moved here and then um, what path was that was it did you come here for grad school and you stayed behind or how was it like
0: no i actually when i when i came in when i came in here my intention was to uh you know again having gone to having gone to college now you have to understand here in the united states we call it college but back home university yeah we'll call it university if you say college people assume you mean high school you know so so having, having done all that in Nigeria, my goal here was to come in and, and like you said, go to grad school. But unfortunately, things uh, took a turn, not, uh, not in that direction. I eventually went to Baylor University. Okay. Yes, and did, uh, did some courses, not a postgraduate, but did some advanced classes And then um, about how my first impression when I came in here, you have to understand, when you are in Nigeria, United States is well the ultimate. You know that's how that's how most of us Nigerians back then, you know, used to think about United States. But also you have to understand, I'm sure you are aware. Back then we didn't have the internet, so you we didn't have what the, the internet. It, oh yeah, yeah oh yes you know, yes. It was, yes it wasn't as advanced as it is now. where you can go to cnn no matter where you are or, or google or, yeah or google and and get get whatever you want to get videos and, and, and all that so those days the only thing the, the only thing most was knew about the united states was what we saw in newspapers and occasionally what we what we see on tv so Back then, my my for me, United States was the ultimate. I thought it was next to heaven. So it, it, it was a culture shock for me when I when I arrived at the airport and and some of the things that I saw leaving the airport. I, I flew I flew into New York, not Houston. I flew into JFK and yeah. uh, and some of the things that I saw, like like homeless people <laughs> wandering around. It was it was a shock to me, but I eventually, obviously. Uh, came away with a, a positive impression because then I did realize that, you know, those who were homeless, and perhaps there were reasons why they were, but whatever the, those reasons yeah. are, you know, they were homeless and that's not the way the entire their is. So it's been, it's been quite positive, I tell
1: you. Oh, wow. I can't even imagine a time when the internet, I mean, I can imagine a time when the internet wasn't there. But it seems like many, many months ago. So you guys moved here and all of that. And like, do you go home often? Like, was it like anytime time you go back home? Do you experience some reverse cultural shock?
0: Yes, I I do go I do go home, but not, uh, not so often. I was there, I was I was in Nigeria last actually, yeah, last year, you know, in uh, two thousand and nineteen, and it never it, it never really <laughs> ceases to amaze me. One of the things that shocked me, mm-hmm. you, you know, is you know having been in the United States for so long, right, where things related work. What I mean is the light is on all the time. You know, the water is on all the time. People people tend to obey traffic signals. Police officers don't stop you and ask for a ride. And, and so whenever I go back home and, and I see these things happen, it's always a shock to me. You know, like you go there and all of a sudden there's no light. There are so many generators anywhere, everywhere. Oh yeah, it's the fog, so everything. Yeah, so mm-hmm. much noise and all that. Like you said, the fog and and you know and and uh, you know the police. I mean, they stop you for no for no reason, just so they can ask you for a bribe. I remember traveling from Lagos to Asaba. Uh, you know, I'm from Delta State. You know, so Delta is in you know is in the south southwest. So. I remember traveling to uh, Asaba, and we were stopped so many times and i i was, I was asking. <laughs> how long me, ago was this that was uh, that was uh, in uh, april april last oh year. wow just recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i was i remember asking my my brother in law why do they keep stopping us there's no reason for them to stop us why do they he say well he, they just need some money you know? so those are the things that really shocked you but also on the on a positive note, Nigeria has so advanced. You know, you, you, you look at what is, what is going on in culture, in entertainment, in a uh, 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 computer programming. Uh, yes, technology. Technology, we, yes.
1: Yes, yes. I was saying that too as well on yes. my previous episode. Like, the way we're adopting technology relative to,
0: you know, other parts of the world, I yes. think that's really amazing. It, it is amazing. I, I mean, I, I was talking to a young man who, who's a software developer, and and the things that he was telling me that they're able to do app development, advanced app development, um, it's amazing, man. Yeah. And and you know the thing about it is though, they don't they don't even with their advanced knowledge, even with their experience, they don't get paid what they deserve to be paid. But of course, that's a function of, of business. You know, yeah. businesses there can afford to pay as much as business is here. So, but. I mean, there are some really good things happening there. Some very positive things happening there. And at the same time, if we can have a, if we can figure out a way to get a government that works, that would be awesome. <music>
1: Yes, I, I agree with you. I think these are some of the things we've, you know, I've talked about, I've also written about, and I think one of the best things about Nigeria is definitely the people. I keep saying yes. that a lot. Yes. And, like, we are such a huge mismatch with what we, like, the country itself. Yes. It's like the people are so hardworking and so, you know, optimistic and tenacious. But the government, who is responsible for, you know, enacting policies and effecting policies that can better their lives? So the people are so you know, just concerned most of the time with what they had, how they need to line their pockets. And yes, a lot would be better if roads were fixed, if we had, like, basic functioning, well-maintained infrastructure. I think Nigeria would be a country where I wouldn't even mind considering moving back if, you know, security, healthcare, roads, power, you know, those things were, like, guaranteed and stable to a degree. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too, to be honest with you. I... Again, despite what I just said earlier about you know the way things are back there, one thing I, one thing there's nothing like home I, I, I mean that. I mean that. like you just pointed out if we had a functioning government, if we had laws and and somehow we can we can you know enforce those laws if we had the infrastructure, it doesn't have to be as highly developed as what we have here in the united states but but something that is functional. I I bet you most of us uh, expatriates, you know, here in the United States, we won't have any problem moving back to Nigeria. And and that's what that country needs for for us to go back there. The people there are hardworking. They are tenacious. They they don't quit. But if if we can somehow, if the government can somehow just figure out a way to work, most of us here won't have any problem going back
1: Yep, yep. And even South Korea has done that many, many years ago after the Second World War. Second yes. War, World War, yeah. Yes. They sent some of their best and brightest students from Korea and South Korea to the U.S. to learn a lot of skills. And they attracted them back with, you know, um, luxurious positions, housing, and all of that. But the country, you know, already had some basic infrastructure working for it. And so a lot of them were what birthed the, um, the rise of South Korea to what we see right now as one of the top countries in the world. But I guess um, hopefully someday, 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 because I really want to – I loved going back home in the sense that it was good to be with people that you didn't have to explain, you know, some of the things you did. Like you you were just accepted in a way. Yes. You know, I didn't have to be like a black – and I keep saying that I didn't have to be like a black person. I was just who I was, you know. And just being in that shared experience with people that, you know, you're people, that's nothing – I th- that's something the U.S. can never ever provide, and no other place can ever provide, you know. So it's always going to be hope. I think there's also a far more insidious um, issue going on, and it's really how I think that we're kind of dividing in the country. And like, you know, Nigeria, and I know you are part of what we call the minority because you did anytime you look about the tribes in Nigeria, it's Yoruba, Igbo, and Hausa, and <laughs> if you were not from nigeria you probably would think they was those were the major tribes but those were the only tribes they had so like what do you think is um one way to and i say all of that to say what do you think is one of the ways ways to kind of bring nigerians together especially here in diaspora where for the most part we tend to really just focus on ourselves except we have like social groups where maybe once in a while they'll do party take a share and all of that When it comes to like you know social and political causes, I haven't quite seen a lot of movement, a lot of um, like unity, like like Nigerians in diaspora, like uniting, on some causes like this. Like, how do you think is one of the ways
0: to mobilize? Well, the uh, the best way to mobilize is to think outside of ourselves. And what we have currently, you're right, you know, if you, if you are not uh, familiar with Nigeria, you would think it's mostly the Igbos from the east, the, the sas and the Yorubas, right? Yeah, yeah. But in, but in reality, there are so many other little little tribes. If you like, I'm, I'm Igbo. Oh, so. sorry. No, 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 no. Like you said, I made that assumption. It, see, there, no, no no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But you see, you're right. You're right. We're, I'm part of the minority because I'm not the I'm not, I'm not from the major Igbo. Not, oh, I Anambra. I are from Benin. Igbo. No, I'm from I'm our from Saba area. Oh, you know. Delta, so,
1: Delta. Yeah, uh, Delta area. Delta Ebo,
0: oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's where I'm from. So now what you find is, you're right, what you find is that just like we have back home here in the United States, even though we are outside of outside of Nigeria now, we tend to want to stay in our own corners. You know, the Yorubas, we do our thing. and The Igbos we do our thing. The Outsiders, they do their own thing. Now, But what we need to do to answer your question is this, we need to move past that. You know, let me, let me say this. We have an, an, an organization called the Nigerian Foundation. The, 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 the uh, my understanding is that the point of that initial, the initial uh, idea behind the formation of that organization was to unite the entire uh, Nigerian community, regardless what part of uh, Nigeria you're from unfortunately it doesn't again again i don't have all the I, I don't have all the answers but unfortunately it doesn't appear to be doing that either because of uh, different personalities or whatever whatever issues i don't know now. but that's what we we'll need is an organization that is strong enough to actually speak for us mm. yes because if you have one organization that 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 Nigerians know speaks for Nigerians it, it won't matter if you're Yoruba uh, we might still have our own little cliques you know obviously the Yorubas you know they will, they'll look, they'll, they will always do their thing the Igbos the same thing <laughs> and uh, these other tribes but if, if, if on top of that we have a strong organization that is powerful enough that is respected enough you know, to speak for the entire community, that will really go a long way towards uniting us. And that's what we need. Because mm-hmm. if we can somehow figure out a way to, to unite here in the United States, then then there's a chance that we can import that. Um, so we can export that back to Nigeria and begin to let people know, people at home know that just because you're, you're outside or you're Igbo or you're Uroba, we all have common problem. The problem is a lack of development, the fact that we're not moving forward. But until we do that, either here or back home, we are always going to be we have small little small groups here and there trying to kind of you know raise our voices but and it's not it's not, it, uh, not going to be effective it's, not, it's not yes it's not. so that yeah that's that would be the solution figure out a way to move past our tribes or our personal uh, or small group identities and actually come together as a unit as a group and speak with one voice that will be the only way to do it.
1: Do you know that podcasts is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the US alone, one in every three persons listens to at least one podcast every month. Well, wow, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these righteous qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the More Sible podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no further to promote your services on the podcast. Send an email to talk to more at morecivil. today. Or you can visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com. I agree with you. And, and I think a very recent example will be, a target example will be the recent um, uh, chain immigration ban by the U.S. Yes. from President Trump. I mean, I read the communique and apparently, from my understanding of what I read was, there's some security measures that Nigeria didn't standard that, that Nigeria didn't made up to. And so like countries like Kyrgyzstan, um, Eritrea, Tanzania and what other countries that Miami, they had to cut us, you know, off as far as we can no longer file for those that have green guards can no longer find file for their spouses or dependents. And I think issues like this, like the first time the Nigerian government was contacted, if we had like a strong but as far as those in the diaspora, we should have learned about that so that way we can put pressure on our government to make sure that these issues are well addressed because that immigration ban is going to affect a lot of us. But of course, like with things that are pertaining to our government, the Nigerian government in particular, we tend to always adopt this medicine after death um, strategy. So now the government, the Nigerian government, in the name of Buhari's um, cabinet, you know, scrolled around and tried to find um, ways to address the issue. But that was a little bit embarrassing for me because Nigerians are one of the most educated and the most, um, what's the word, illustrious immigrants, immigrant groups you find in the U.S. And for those kind of things, I feel like we weren't, I didn't even see it coming, you know, and for those kind of things that should have, that could have been easily prevented if we were to mount pressure on our own government and be more proactive, you know. So I, I, I think to, to kind of drive your point home. In scattered numbers, there's only someone tricking do. But if we are to be united in our voice and our purpose, I feel like governance in India is going to take uh, a different um, outlook. And I think the solution comes to working with those that are currently living in the country that are residents there. And we'll be leveraging the resources we, we have as well and working together to build the com- country.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, think about it. Here, here in the United States, the, the last figure I saw from the uh, U.S. 300,000, I think. Yes, that we're, we're actually coming up, coming up to uh, close to 400,000. Mm, yeah. now, now, there was also this news item that came out a while back, well, not, too, not too long ago, that says that we are the most educated immigrant yeah, my grand group, group yeah. immigrant mm-hmm. group in United States Think yeah. about that now for the President of the United States to then ban us now two things happened he, he before he, he made that decision, he knew he could get away with it he He wasn't expecting any any ramifications because maybe through his internal polling or whatever they were whispering in his ear he they knew that there, there was not going to be any coordinated response. And like you said, he had looked at back, you know, home, the homeland Nigeria, and, and apparently he knew the, the response. You know, the Bukhari government essentially told the line. You know, they they they, they ran around and, and said, that okay, we'll try to figure fix out, it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. fix it and, and fix whatever mm-hmm. the issue is. But think about it, Eritrea, Miami without the respect of you, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> without ex- the respect Thank to you. Man, oh, come on, he, exactly. Nigeria, like, you really. Serious?
1: It was so shameful. Like, yeah, like you know. Your,
0: your best friend's
1: name on the Olodo list of the class. You know, yeah, no, I mean, you know, you're yeah. like, you I'm going to together. Started, like, we started together. Thank you. What, you know, what's your name doing on that list? <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, we're pointing to... Yeah, no, I, it made me... I was, to be honest with you, like most Nigerians that I spoke with, you know, they were ashamed. First of all, there was confusion. How is that possible? You know that that Trump could do that. First of all, what is it? What is the security measure that we are supposed to be flouting? That that uh, you know uh, uh, necessitated uh, him making that decision. The, the, the problem is, you know, it wasn't because we were, we were breaking any rules or we weren't doing enough. It was just the fact that he thought he could get away with it, and and apparently he did. You know. Now, the, yeah. election, the election is coming up. Uh, I'm sure that, that most Nigerians, when they go to the polls, are going to be thinking about that. But there are still going to be some of us who are going to go there and, 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 and vote for him. Now, this is not a political discussion, but, but stuff like that are things people should think about. Because, like you just said, if, if, if you were married and your spouse is in Nigeria and you had been hoping to bring your spouse here, you can't do it now you know yeah. so and and that's yeah. not the, that's not something that is easy to swallow so if we had again like i said a strong organization that would speak for us then apparently the response would have been coordinated it would have been loud it would have been measured it would have been loud and people would have you know been aware of the fact that you know we are not going to take this sitting down but what do you what was your response essentially you know a few people said he spoke up here and, there and, and, and and they that it died down, so yeah. And, then, uh, and I think that I think that a country has a
1: right to defend its borders, I think, and put stuff in place to either uh, shut people out or bring people in. Yes. But for the that's one irre- irrefutable fact, we all know that. But for the fact that I found it was a little bit disrespectful, one and that the the relative contribution of Nigeria in the U.S. here yeah, to the economy and just how we've always thought we had a special place, you know, and how that just came about and how we're lumped to these other six other countries. And if Chad, and no offense to any Chadians listen to this, Chad, a relatively small unknown country in West Africa, yes. they were supposed to be on that list, but apparently they got their acts together in time for the U.S. to like, you know, leave the ban and they're not really affected. But I would say that this is also an opportunity for us to realize that we are not, our status is not that special, one. But in the same way, we can leverage our power and come together as one and start using this opportunity to work on improving governance back home. Because for a lot of us, we still have interest back home. Like my parents still live there. They probably are gonna live there for I don't know for how long. They're still living there. I still have siblings there. I have, you know, other family members there. And I still plan to go home as many times as I as I can. When I see them going through some of some of these, you know, things that they shouldn't be going through, like for example, bad roads or um um poor healthcare infrastructure and all of that. It just saddens me because I know where I am here, right here. There some things I don't even think twice about. Like, there's no light. Like, what's that? Like, there's nothing like that. Like, I don't even think about that. I get things. I can get things done relatively mm-hmm. at an easier pace. Yes. So I think that this Trump ban, as it's called, should be an opportunity for us Nigerians to come together, spread those in the diaspora, and see how we can start working with those back home to improve governance. Because that's all of the things I, I mean, I have to blame the Nigerian government for this. He should have seen it first. us. It's like whatever, I was like, whatever I go with, tell the pastor, he should have confirmed in you. The oracle did not work this time around. That's all I'm just trying to say here.
0: Yes, you're right. You're right. You know, again, I've always believed that when, when situation arises, you you can either look at it negatively and, and or look at it positively, you know, no matter what it is. In this situation, though, like you said, we can learn from it. We can let it inform our decisions going forward. And if that happens, then then you know it would have been beneficial. Like you mentioned, Chad, Chad was was supposed to be in the group, but was dropped because well, perhaps they did something that the U.S. government wanted them to do. They addressed
1: they addressed the they addressed the, the issue. yeah, yes. they did.
0: And and so I'm sure that eventually the Nigerian government is is going to address whatever the issue is that the. The U.S. government raised, you know, in terms of uh, why we were put put on that list, and eventually we're, we're probably going to be taken up. But my hope is that we are not just going to stop there, address that. Like you just pointed out, we have infrastructures that need to be upgraded. We have, uh, you know, here in the United States, the bright one of the brightest and the, and the best and you know groups and, and Nigerians. I think I read somewhere where it says about. Twenty, thirty percent have a master's degree. yeah you know. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Even people in the medical field, twenty yeah. percent of black doctors. I mean, you throw a stone in a in a
1: US hospital, which I don't really recommend. You're going yes. like to hit an Nigerian. More like you're going to hit a Nigerian. That's not even true. Right? <laughs> it's how prevalent we are in the US. That's right. We, you know,
0: the, the industry. Yeah. You know. So absolutely. You know. So we are. We have enough. If we can come together as a group, that is the key. If we can figure out a way to come together as a group and speak with one voice and, and act, with, you know, in unison. And then we can start to accomplish things. And we can then put pressure, like you just pointed out, put pressure on the Nigerian government to actually start to move. Right now, nobody's doing that. And and when not, nothing is happening, that's where you have uh, governments. Like, for example, you know, the United States government yeah. coming up with rules like that, so, Okay, with you.
1: Thank you for um, sharing that. So can you tell, we're kind of running off that, but I want to hear a little bit more about your community, what your goals are for it, and how you, because I think your goal, based on what you um, told me about and also reading your website, is really to provide a community for um, Nigerians in diaspora, and I'm all for it. So what's the goal of your grouping, like other things I didn't mention, and how can, how can you, how are you going to help us? help out I think that's the question.
0: Thank you. Where can uh, people find you? Thank you. I'm glad you I'm glad you asked. Now the Nigerian community is actually a website for Nigerians. Meaning, you know, if you for example, if you are if you know a Nigerian or if you are a Nigerian and you own a business or you, or you you're in the medical field and you own your own uh, clinic, whatever it is you do, and you want to, you want people to know about it, let us know. The goal of the Nigerian community is twofold. One, to inform and educate, but also to promote. Now, informing and educating obviously means, you know, uh, if something is going on in the community, you know, we want people to know about it. But at the same time, we want to promote the community. We want to promote our businesses. We want to promote our industries. Whoever the the professionals, whatever it is they are doing, we want to be able to promote that and mm. let people and let people know that it's out there. If you are looking for a, a, a doctor, for example, let me give you an example. I used to I have I used to have a, a dentist. You know, and the, this, this dentist was of a different. Uh, uh, a group, right? Not in Nigeria. Mm. Uh, but uh, then much, much later I found out that there was actually a, a dentist in Nigeria less than less than uh, a mile from, from where I live. I didn't know that. You know, and oh, so wow. yeah and so I went to her and she turned out to be a really, really nice person to be around. And I've been very happy and based on that my wife goes to Hannah. My daughters, they all go to Hannah. That's I, good. Yay. I, I, you know, and we're all very happy. Now, nice. I found I out found about her by accident. Now, but if, if she was, say for example, on Nigerian community, then it wouldn't have been that difficult for me to find out about her. And that's what we're trying to do. Expose these companies, these businesses owned by Nigerians to other Nigerians while at the same time educating them of, of what is going on in the communities. You know, okay. yeah, my wife, you always tell me that life is the, it's not about parties, you know, we are not... And I'm glad yeah. you're
1: saying this as an evil person. You know, you know,
0: it's true.
1: it's true. No shade intended as yeah, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We like to
1: party. We Jeez. like to
0: party, but that's not...
1: Be, yeah, when it comes to, okay, let's develop this. Let's build this community. Uh, yes. Crooked.
0: Yes. So, so anyway, if, if if you're a Nigerian out there and, and, and you, you you're listening to this, thank you for Mo deserves your support and she is doing some wonderful things. Please uh, thank take, the time, take the time and listen to the other podcast But before you leave, go to Nigerian.com. Go, Nigerian.com and, and look around and see how you You go. mean NigerianCommunity.com? dot com. I'm sorry, yes. Nigerian, no, I'm sorry. Nigerian.community, you're right. Nigerian.community. Nigerian.community, yes. Nigerian.community, that, that's the website. Nigerian.community. Go down, look around and see, you know, where, where you fit in, what you can do. If, you are, if you're a service provider, if you're a professional and you want to contribute articles or videos or podcasts, feel free to. If you have a question and you, that you need answers for, send it in and we'll have a professional You know, in that, in that area, answer your questions. Those are the ways that we can help. If you have any issues, if you are looking for an Igoran attorney, there's a chance that we know an an Igoran attorney that might be able to help. And by the way, this, this, the service is free. You know, all you have to do is just request it. That's what we're trying to do. All you have to do is just request it and then, and we provide it, you know. So go ahead and and participate. Be a part of it. Don't just sit down in your corner. you, You know, when you are by yourself, it's easy for people to take advantage of you. But when you are in, in a, a part of a larger group and you have the right information, it becomes more difficult for people to take advantage of you. And that's, that, it is that larger group of Nigerians that we're trying to create that you know, so that if you need information, whatever it is you need, you know where to go to get that.
1: All right. You've heard it from Mr. Felix. Um, Make sure you guys check out his website. And um, I think it's good to really be able to build like a Rolodex of all the expertise we have. Yes. I don't want to say to just only patronize Nigerians. At least you know that. So for some of the issues you might be going through, say, for example, immigration, it might be nice to have a Nigerian lawyer prior during this time or someone that knows really about the climate and topography and just how to really get you out of a funky mess you might be in. And so, um, and I think the key should also be to building in competency and quality, you know. So just a suggestion for you too, Mr. Felix, like as you are adding yes. those, um, comp- comp- compiling those lists of expertise, I hope they are vetted and they provide the right services. Because I think a lot of the tiring factors sometimes in patronizing Black-owned businesses is what you hear about. Oh, they're not quite professional or they don't do the job well. Or when there's that same cultural, same? then there's that cultural sameness sometimes. People don't tend to respect the other person, that kind of thing. But I'm sure you don't you probably won't have that problem on your platform.
0: No, uh, the reason we want is because, if, say for example, you are, you're an attorney, or an accountant. Before we before we recommend it to somebody else, we have to have taken a you know a little bit of time to get to know you. I make oh, sure I see, you. I see. Yes, and make sure that you uh, you provide this service with integrity. You know, again, like you just said, that is the biggest problem. With most of us, that's why we are usually ambivalent when it comes to, you yeah. know, working with people that look like us, people that talk like us, because of that professionalism. But if we're going to recommend somebody, if we're we're going to send somebody to a, a business, we want to make sure that that business is not going to not going to turn around and defraud them or, or give them incomplete or incorrect information. So that's that's actually very important, yeah. and we take the time to do that, you know. So if anybody has, has any question and they need an answer and, and you know, if we are not able to provide it immediately, then obviously we figure out uh, who does it vet them a little bit before we actually, you know uh, uh, send them over to the, whoever, that, whoever owns that uh, uh, business or whatever. So but we can well, again. There's, there are no guarantees, but we can all, almost guarantee that if we if we do recommend somebody, it's because we it's believe, one that you've vetted. They, yes, we believe they are competent and they know what they are talking about. All
1: right. I um, that's that's. I wanted to just clear that air because I was going to ask you that burning question, <laughs> and I'm glad we sorted that out. All Thank right. You. Well, um, oh, you're welcome, starting. Do you have any final thoughts or um questions or anything before? Baptist no,
0: I'm, no, actually, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And then, uh, to be honest, I had this burning desire to to bring out Nigerians. So what do I mean by that? You know, I just I stumbled on what you do, and I was quite impressed that I sat down to to send you an email, right? Yeah. Because, because I didn't know I didn't know about you. Nobody told me that you were just something that. You know I just stumbled out, so mm. it shouldn't be like that for for, some, yeah. for for somebody like you in the community i know I know you're relatively young compared to me you know uh, you know but but if, when I think about what you have already accomplished and, and what you can and, and and I hope you do accomplish for the community, how you can, how you can highlight things, events, problems, issues and you know in the community and, and allow us to talk about it. Not not in a judgmental way, but just in an open, honest way, selfless way, yeah. and you know, try to come up with solutions. That is admirable. I have to tell you that that is just amazing. So, thank I'm, you. I'm a, no, I'm seriously, I'm I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm, thank I'm a, you, sir. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm yeah. going to stay I'm going to stay abreast of what you're doing, you know, man. Thank man, I, I actually went ahead and set up a Google Alert, so anytime anytime your name pops up, I'm, I'm probably no.
1: Gonna... Thank. I mean, this is what I do as well for the people. So thanks. For... <laughs> what giving me so some I's really, I'm really honored for someone as well accomplished as yours, with you know your media experience and all of that, to give you that kind of feedback. I, I'm soaking in
0: uh, every ounce of it. I'm mopping <laughs> it. You. Want, thank yes. you. I'm
1: it all in. Thank you so well, much. Thank you.
0: But that is the whole point. There are people like you doing some great things, but nobody need, knows about them.
1: We don't know. Yeah, we don't you know, know. So, so yeah, we have yeah, to figure. Yeah. Out, we
0: have to figure out a way to. To get your your name out there, so that Thank more and more people will listen to you, and and you can talk to more and more and more people, and hopefully begin to start that conversation within the community, which is what we need. Thank you. Thanks
1: Thank for you. thanks for breaking the silence. I didn't even know about you as well until I
0: went to your website. <laughs> Thank so, you so um, much. I'm glad you found me. Absolutely, it's been a All pleasure. Right. Again, don't be a stranger. You know, you are doing something really wonderful for the, you. for the community, and. Uh, I, I personally, I really appreciate you, and I'm sure the community appreciates you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And um, please let me know how we can help on the show. If there that, if are that events you're putting together or um, you want to come give a talk on how to be, like whatever I, I can do to help. Because as much as um, I, I believe that, um, I, I strongly believe in just building community, and I believe that when we have like passionate people, just a little spark can really, you know, create a heat fire. And I do know that we have so much resources within us as Nigerians here. Uh, if we're to leverage those together with what is happening, like working with those that are currently in the country, we can make the changes we want. And I think Nigeria has been underdeveloped relative to how much development we have contributed to the U.S. And so I want us to be a little bit selfish for ourselves and see how we can start, you know, helping, um Provide solutions to some of the problems we have back home. I don't think it's it's going to just take us only. I think by putting all hands on deck approach. And so this is just my own narrative contribution to that. If there's any way I can help with your mission, please do not hesitate. And the way you said, don't be a stranger, also, don't be a stranger.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much.
1: All right. All right, guys, you heard it all. Um, We've talked a lot about stuff. We also talked about governance. We talked about how Nigerians in the diaspora can come together and Really build the country. If you have any comments or questions about this episode, don't forget to um, send me a message, or even just type in your comment on wherever you listen to your podcast. On you can also shoot me an email, and don't forget to check out Mr. Felix's website, Nigerian, which is the n at the end dot community, and they have tons of resources for you there, ranging from community events, immigration and law, um, sports and news, and just things that are related to Nigerians. In the diaspora and also Nigerians in Nigeria. If you love this episode, let me know. And um, I look forward to joining you guys on another episode of the show. Thanks for hanging with me. I'm your host, also. All right, uh, um Hey, listeners, this has been another episode of the Mostable Podcast. What do you think about today's episode? Do you have a question or feedback you'd love to provide, a suggestion for a future guest? We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram at Mostable or email us at at com. Your suggestion might just end up being featured on a future episode of the podcast. Cannot wait to hear back from you. Do visit our official website at www.mostable.com, that is com, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and amazing guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a rating or review as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and reaching more amazing listeners like you. We always appreciate your support. Thank you for always listening.